I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We can listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Woo, Bo Stevens, I am five beers in, and that just so happens to be the same amount of best bets slash heavy leans we have today now whether you are here for the funny it's a quest for fun i'm gonna have fun and you're gonna have fun we're all gonna have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles you'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes or you are here for the money anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any they say money can't buy happiness look at the fucking smile on my face Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place, and our promise to you is we will always make all your wildest dreams come true. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for all those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! People, you cannot beat our prices, and you will not find a more consistent winner in the market year after year. If you follow the program, we send you always to collect from your bookie, never pay. Now, since we are that good and people do love us, we have an additional YouTube show in collaboration with 105.3 The Fan in Dallas called The Degenerate with world-famous R.J. Choppy. Murray and against Zana, left side, swings this one, Holloway for three, and I set fire to the rain, watched it pour as I touch your face. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always, here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, fucking disgusting, cold beer choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. And tonight I am drinking a beer I brought home with me. It's called Wadali. (laughs) Okay. That is the Caribbean word for Antigua, where I was just at recently. So some... Facts. We always like to bring worldly facts here on FGH. Antigua was founded in 1917 by the Germans. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the island was actually visited by Christopher Columbus in 1493. And of course, Christopher Columbus is most famous for naming the indigenous people of America Indians, <laughs> even though they were never <laughs> actually Indians. What? And we still honor his legacy. By calling them Indians even today. Yeah. Even though they were never Indians. Well, I think you're just pronouncing it wrong. I think it's Indians. 
<laughs> we, we, we call them engines. I don't I don't understand this word Indians that you're saying. That's a fair point. All right, last thing on Antigua. There are a lot of famous people that own homes there. Uh, Eric Clapton, Oprah, Robin Leach, just to name a few. <laughs> and the main reason why they own homes there is the locals really respect their privacy. That and the fact that it's one of the most financially and tax-lax islands in the Caribbean, and because of that, was named by the U.S. International Narcotics Control as one of the biggest money laundering islands in the Caribbean. And Longhorn, I personally can't wait to start laundering our money over on Antigua. In fact, while I was there, I picked up a couple of business cards. (laughs) I'll show you after we get off the podcast. Yeah, I mean, that's... Great, because we're going to need it once uh, sports gambling gets legal in all 50 states. That'll, that Good good job, because we're going to need that for sure. We're going to need that off the books revenue cleaning, baby. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, we're going to get into the podcast. Today, we're going to go over the NFC and AFC North. And like my good buddy Longhorn said, we got some best bets coming for you. But right now, we got to take care of business and pay those bills, baby. So it's ad time, and our sponsor this week is every week is Bet any sports.eu i said bet hey sports.eu it is the only place to go for online gambling all sports as the name suggests if you want to guess the over under of how much money that longhorn are going to launder on the money of or the island of antigua fucking get after it baby and heavy lean on the over that kid it has Reduce juice, minus 105 in most situations. They advertise same-day payouts. They welcome Bitcoin. They have the widest selections of props, parlays, and teasers on the internet. People, go to betanysports.eu. Put in code word glory hole. Get a 35% sign-up bonus today. What does that mean? It means you deposit $1,000. You get back $1,350. You win their free money, or you take their free money with our picks. You win more money on top of that. It's winning all day, baby. It's betanysports.eu, code word, glory hole. One more time, I said bet. Hey! Sports.eu, code word, glory hole. I hope they have conjugal visits, visits to that prison we're inevitably headed to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls, we're going to start out with the NFC Norris, the Norris Division. As that balding pervert Chris Berman used to love to say on ESPN with his baggy-ass eyes. <laughs> and we're going to start with those Chicago Bears. Last year, they were 8-8. Eight and eight. Their over-under this year is 8. Longhorn, what do we need to know about those goddamn Bears? Yeah, and you started with a team that I least want to talk about in this division. And first of all, so let me say... Um, this to me, this is the worst division in the league. I know you called. It was last week. Which division did you say that you thought was the worst? I think it was the AFC South. Okay, yeah. So, so mine is the NFC North. I think this division is absolute trash, doo doo, and um, I just I don't see anything changing here at all. Um, as far as Chicago goes, it's, I've, I've, the only thing I read, wrote down on them is quarterback carousel. And if Foles can't beat out Mitchie boy, then um, they're, they're, it's going to be bad either way. So they'll be in line for a, a top five or eight pick. Uh, as far as additions and subtractions, not a whole lot to talk about. Honestly, they lost some, gained some, but not, I mean, 
besides Foles, I mean, depending on what you think about Jimmy Graham, which I don't think a whole lot, um, but even the players they lost are people like Clinton Dix, Prince Okamura, you know, it's a bunch, I mean, Leonard Floyd, they're, they're just kind of jags at this point in their NFL career, so not a whole lot to say there. They did not have a, um, a first-round pick in this in this year's draft and took Cole, uh, Cole Komet in the second round of tight end out, out of Notre Dame, so nothing fancy there. I just I don't like this team. I um I I would lean to the under on them. Don't particularly like either quarterback. Although I do like Foles better. If he can't beat Trubisky, like I said, then my God, is it going to be a long year in the Windy City? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on this team. They're returning ten starters on offense that was 29th in the league last year. So that seems problematic in and of itself. A uh, big dick Nick, as you mentioned, might give them some juice, but, you know, I really wouldn't bet on it. Uh, their defense will be good again because, you know, they're the Bears. But speaking about uh, who they drafted, they're really, really bad at first-round picks. So last few years they drafted Roquan Smith in the first round. Uh, he's been okay. He's been all right. Mitchie Boy, like you mentioned, who's a disaster. Leonard Floyd, who now plays for the Rams. And uh, Kevin White, who doesn't play football at all anymore. Oh, Kevin White. It's a blast from the past. Yeah, West Virginia boy. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I'm not excited about this team at all. I would definitely lean to the under as well. All right, moving on. Those Detroit Lions. Last year, they were a putrid. Three and 12. And one, sorry. This year, (laughs) their over-under is six and a half, as it has been my entire goddamn life. Longhorn. Tell us why we should believe in the Lions finally this year. Well, I know you're setting me up there because you know that I am uh, going to back this team. This is one of my favorite teams. I actually have two best bets on these Detroit Lions themselves. Um, When I look at this team, there is no team that did a bigger defensive transition um, than than Detroit. And, I mean, God, of course we know why because they sucked on defense, so they needed it. But, boy, did they, they, they fucking did it. They tried, at least. We'll see how it works. But, I mean, on the defensive line, linebacker, and secondary, all levels, they added to the defense. Uh, Jeffrey Okuda, out of Ohio State cornerback, is going to step right in and be a lockdown corner. You know, and, and, the, and then on the offensive side of the ball, my God, you got weapons everywhere. As long as Hawkinson can come back uh, from that ankle injury and prove and show what he is in his second year or what he was in college, um, just love what this team is doing. The left side of the offensive line from center to left tackle is solid as hell. They brought in big Vita, uh, or Vitae, or I, I can never pronounce that guy's name, the right tackle that played for Philly. Um, he's just a road grading right tackle. Not so great on the pass blocking, but, um, but huge improvement as far as run blocking. And they drafted two, uh, guards, one out of Ohio State and one out of Kentucky. Both of them I liked a lot coming out. So one of them will start, and, and you know, it's always dicey with rookies, but we'll see how that goes. Just love this team a lot. I um, We're not doing records yet, but uh, should I say my best bets for the recap, maybe? Sure. sure. Okay, I'll just say those for the recap. What do you got? Yeah, uh, well, Coach Fatso or Fatty Fatty Boombalatty, as I like to call him, has proven to suck a big bag of cock so far. Uh, he's a defensive specialist, and like you mentioned, defense was 31st last year. But, to your point, they're only returning five starters, which is probably a good thing. 
Uh, I'm not excited about this team very much. I, I am kind of with you as far as this might be a year they get on the over, but yeah, not excited about this team. They're not a contender or a player to me. Okay. All right, moving on. Those Green Bay Packers, 13 and goddamn three last year, and yet their over under this year is only nine. Longhorn, what about them cheeseheads? Yeah, this is. I mean, we we said this last year about this team. It was the worst 13 and three team, literally of all time. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was the. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, I, I think, and I'm not caught up on last year's numbers as I should be, but I, I believe based on their the underlying numbers, they should have been a eight, eight and a half win team, something like that, and they won thirteen. Um, so yeah, it's just 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 way overplayed what their stats would suggest they would have. Uh, worst draft plan of the off season of any of the teams. They draft a bunch of backups um, and future future starters. Um, you know, and, and it's just a declining talent based on the roster overall. Um, it says another one of my best bets, and I'll get in that in the future. But not excited about this team at all. They didn't help themselves much on free agency or the draft, so it's going to be uh, another uh, rough year for old uh, Rajas. Yeah, this team was average as average gets, to your point, by the power rankings. They should have been 8-8. Eight and eight. They were 18th on offense and 18th on defense. They returned nine starters on both sides of the ball, like you said. Not a lot of help. Uh, they got an extremely easy schedule last year, getting to play the NFC East. Not that the... Uh, Cowboys and Phillies were bad teams, but they weren't great. And Washington and the Giants were obviously dumpster fires. Uh, they will come back to earth this year. They weren't really ever a contender, like you said last year, even at 13-3. We all knew. I mean, we bet San Francisco heavy when they went out there. Even, I think, San Francisco was laying, what, six, and we still pounded them, and they fucking crushed them. There was never a doubt. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, moving on. Those Minnesota Vikings. 10-6 and six last year, over, under, 9 this year. Longhorn, your boy, the fighting Kirk Cousin. What's he going to do? Yeah, no, he's not my boy. But, you know, there's been, time, <laughs> there's been times I've had to back him up versus you for sure. So that's fine. Um, this team has, for, for a team that, you know, is expected to be good or, you know, be one of the contenders in this division, which they clearly will be, Man, a lot of turnover, a lot of turnover, a lot of new faces, a lot of new draft picks. Um, so we'll see how that works out. You know, the the coaches, the coaches is one of the best ATS coaches in the league, right there with Belichick, and that is certainly gonna be put to the test this year. Um, it, I don't, you know, I could go down the laundry list. I think they drafted what is this like uh, four? I mean, they drafted like 12, 13 players. They brought in a laundry list, uh, or no, they lost a laundry list of players that they're trying to replace in a draft that usually doesn't work out year one. But like I said, with this being one of the worst divisions, in my opinion, in football, I don't think that uh, – I don't think it's going to hurt as much as it would in one of the other divisions, I guess is the best way to put it. So um, what, what do you got on, on Minnesota this year? Yeah, I mean, to me, Mike Zimmer is just one of the most underrated coaches in the NFL. I mean, all the dude does is win and cover. I mean, he's the second most covering coach behind Bill Belichick um, in the NFL. And I think they are the best team in the division. Uh, they were the best team last year also. They were better than Green Bay. Our power ranking said so. And then what did they do? They went down to New Orleans, won the game on the road. So, obviously, they were because Green Bay would have never won that game. Uh, and I expect another good year, even though I give Kirk Cousins a lot of shit. Old Captain Kirk had one of his better years of his career, and I expect another good year from him. And... Big factor here, 
and if you guys have been listening to us, you know this. Kirk Cousins only has four games not starting at noon this year. Now, they could change a little bit at the end, flex schedule, they're, you know, in contention and all that kind of stuff. But on the outlook, only four games, that is huge for him because those four games not starting as noon, he's probably going to lose three of those, almost guaranteed, <laughs> um, by, by his career. I'm not making that shit up. So, but I think that is huge for them, and I think I think they do win this division. Okay. All right, Longhorn, time for the NFC North recap. So give us who you got, best bets, and all that good shit. Oh shit! Okay, so um, start. Let's just start with uh, Minnesota because I do have them winning this division. I've got them going nine and seven, which is uh, to win this division. So not very impressive, but enough to win this division. Um, coming in second place, I've got Detroit going eight and eight, which is my is one of my best bets as the over. I believe it's at six and a half right now. Uh, so it's it's obviously a best bet for me on that one and my. Uh, not necessarily the best bet, but maybe a flyer you want to throw in there on Detroit. It, because this is a down division and such a winnable division, to me, um, taking a flyer on Detroit to win this division, I, I believe you can get them. I think I got them at like plus four uh, or plus 900. or uh, I have to look up the current odds, but you, you, you can basically get eight to one, nine to one on Detroit to win this division. Um, so that's my second uh best bet type pick um green bay i've got going eight and eight also but getting third place on tiebreakers um and that's another one of my best bets i've got them going under the you said it was at nine or nine and a half nine okay yeah so so under nine best bet and then bringing up the rear i have those chicago bears going six (laughs) and ten the quarterback carousel destroys them uh, wouldn't be surprised if they go back and forth a couple of times trying to figure that out. So six and ten for the Bears to bring up the rear. All right. So I also have the Vikings winning the division. I've got them at ten and six and going over. If you look back at 2017, they were eight and a half. They went over that. 2018, they bumped them all the way up to ten. They went under that. Last year, they were over under nine. They outperformed that. Went over this year again. They are nine. I still think they hold their value and win 10 and go 10 and 6 to win the division. Uh, Green Bay Packers have coming in second at 9 and 7. If you look back at 2017, 10 wins was their over-under. They went under that. The next year, 10 wins again because that was after Rodgers got hurt. They went under that. Last year, they were at 9 wins. They obviously went over that, but they really shouldn't have. This year, I think it's a push, 9 and 7, just because Aaron Rodgers, I think, wins you more games than doesn't win and then the lions i have in third place at seven and nine so i do have the slight over here in 2017 detroit had eight wins or over under they actually went over that that was the year they went to the playoffs lost to the cows 2018 they had six and a half as their over under and went under last year 2019 they had six and a half as their over under and went under this year they have six and a half so obviously vegas is just telling you we're just going to keep putting these motherfuckers at six and a half and collect some money. But I think they get the slight over tick. I'm with you on that. And I don't think the eight and eight, maybe seven and nine, maybe eight and eight. I do like the over there. And then the Bears bringing up the rear at seven and nine. Um, 2017, they were at five and a half. They went under that. The next year, Vegas said, yep, we're going to put you at five and a half again. They went over that. That was the big year, Trubisky's year. 
And then last year, they went they had them at nine, and they went under that. Obviously, underperformed what Vegas thought. And then this year, they bumped them down a game to eight. I don't think the market adjusted enough there. I think they're still worse than an eight and eight team. So I would be taking the under on that. All right, moving on the AFC North, and this is one of the class divisions of the NFL in my estimation. And we're going to start out with who was the class of that division last year, and that's those Baltimore Ravens, 14-2 and last year. Jeez. Ladies and gentlemen, that is an incredible fucking season. MVP and Lamar Jackson. This year, their over-under is 11.5, and, and that is the highest over-under on the board of any team in Vegas. Longhorn, tell us about the Ravens. Yeah, much like when we broke down Kansas City, uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about with Baltimore. Everybody knows how good they are, and you know they are they they're the they're the AFC version of San Francisco. They draft right, they team build right, they do free agency right. They just know what they're doing on every level of the franchise. Um, so you know, and, and they just they, swear to God, when teams get like this, it's like they. These are the teams that always get that kind of free agent luck, if you want to call it that. Uh, who, who was the player they just signed um, this week? Um, well, they haven't traded. Not, that, not traded finalized yet, but they're, they're rumored for getting the defensive end from Jacksonville. Oh, that's not finalized yet? Not finalized yet. Okay, well, if they get Ngakwe, I mean, just you talk about just uh, just exalt, just riches out their ass. I mean, that's just going to put them over the top, in my opinion. Um, like I said, I'm not going to waste much time. They're a great team. What do you got? Yep. Uh, it was absolutely not a fluke last year. They were the second best team in our power rankings for almost the entire season. They had the number three overall offense, number four overall defense. That's as good as it fucking gets, boys and girls. Mark Ingram was a perfect fit for them. Signed to, to your point, who they signed free agents and to fit their organization. Perfect signing. He had 15 touchdowns last year. I don't see any regression there. Uh, I don't think they're evolving. I think they're all in on what Lamar Jackson's skill set is, and that is absolutely the right thing to do, and they're doing it right. And they're just fucking dominating. They're, they're a great football team, and they're going to be really good again this year. Yeah. All right, moving on to a team that probably won't be very good this year, and that's those Cincinnati Bengals. Last year, the exact opposite of Baltimore, they went 2-14, and 14, which, again, is impressive <laughs> just in the other way. <laughs> this year, their over-under is five and a half. Longhorn, please give these poor bastards in Cincinnati something to cheer about. No, nope, not going to do that. Not going to do that. <laughs> don't, like this, don't, don't like this team a whole lot. And, man, God, Joe Burrow, I hope, you, I hope you've used this pandemic to uh, put some, put some uh, weight on, whether it's fat or muscle. I don't give a shit because you are going to take a beating this year. It's going to be ugly. Um, this is this is another one of my best bets. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I really didn't dig into this team a whole lot. It's not a whole lot to talk about. I did, however, really like their draft. I mean, if you want to get all, you know, draft nerdy, I really like what they did with that. And uh, two years, much like Jacksonville, two years down the road, they might be having something going here. Um, don't think they had the right coach, but that'll work itself out. But no, sorry, Cincy. Um, this is you're gonna you're gonna be in the top five again on draft pick. Sorry. Yeah, Joe Burrow is the only reason to watch this team. This defense is garbage, and yeah, I have no idea. I don't think this coach can coach at all. So, 
Yep, not excited about this team, and we're moving on. Good. Two. And if you guys have been listening over the years, you know this is Longhorns, Cleveland Browns. They were six and ten last year. Big jump on the over under. <laughs> To eight and a half this year. Longhorn, what is cooking with your Browns, baby? Yeah. Well, as much as I would like to call you fake news, um, <laughs> I do actually like I do actually like Cleveland, and this is gonna be the year of the Clee, baby. Year of the Clee. Um, they solved, in my opinion, their major problem on offense, which was that uh, the offensive tackle positions. They got Jack Conklin from Free Agency from Tennessee, and they drafted um, the boy from Alabama. His name's escaping me. Doesn't matter. He can pass. He can pass block really well. That offense should be humming. And all reports coming out of camp is that uh, Fat Boy, Fat Boy from Oklahoma, has slimmed down and actually is taking football seriously. God bless him for doing that in year three. Um, now on the other side of the ball, um, man. I like what they're doing on the front end, on the defensive line. They got lots of talent up there. Like what they're doing in the back end, secondary. Uh, lots of talent, lots of talent back there. Uh, they're little, they're little light in the pants, I guess you could say, in the middle of the of the the defense. The That's what she said. Line, yeah, the line, yeah. Well, the linebacking core needs needs a thumper in there i mean that's what she said too but like, <laughs> mac, mac wilson is the only uh, interesting prospect and he is a decent little player second year player out of alabama all they like alabama players jesus uh but but other than that it is slim pickings i hope they know what they're doing uh on that on that secondary level um as far as the draft goes you know besides besides the kid they got out of out of out of alabama not much to talk about. I mean, unless you want to go to the late, late pick, Donovan Peoples-Jones, a wide receiver out of Michigan that a lot of people had going much earlier. They got him. He might come in and be their third or fourth receiver. Uh, other than that, it's not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, Grant Delpit might. He might come in and start just because that secondary is, is so young. But we'll see. But but this, this, this season will come down to whether or not Baker is actually going to take it seriously. Uh, put in the work and the effort to study and get his body right and take them, you know, with the extra with that extra playoff slot this year with the new rules. I mean, they do have a shot here, so we'll see if they can do it. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen too many uh, Baker Boy commercials this year. Last year it was nonstop Baker Boy commercials. Man. Uh, they were the definition of a bad team last year. They were 22nd on offense, 22nd on defense. They were a bad team in our power rankings with a negative ranking. And like you said, time is up for Baker Boy. So it's either going to be the start of his career now or Cleveland's going to move on. And that's really what it comes down to. I don't think this team is a contender either way, whether he plays well or doesn't play well. I know I've seen a lot of highlights uh, of Odell making one-on-two catches in practice, and that's all good and great, but... Why the fuck are you throwing a double coverage in goddamn practice? Like, you know the plays? What are you doing? But anyway, regardless, <laughs> I don't think they're very special. And we're going to move on uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last year, no big fat fatty Ben. Uh, they were 8-8 eight and eight with some guy named Duck Dodges, Duck Hodges, whatever <laughs> the fuck his name was. Something like that. And this year, their over-under is 9.5, so Vegas obviously upgraded that win total with no big fat fatty. 
So, Longhorn, what do you think happens with the Steelers this year? Well, first of all, I'll assume two things for Pittsburgh going into the season. Number one, I'll assume Roethlisberger's health. And then I'll also assume that Roethlisberger has finally cured that bathroom assault problem he has had um, throughout his career. It's Hopefully it has... Hopefully, with all this time off, he it hasn't, you know, been something that creeped back into his system. You never know. But if I do assume those two things, then they are a fantastic roster, uh, just just rock solid up and down. Not a whole lot of additions and subtractions to talk about in free agency. And their draft was a little bit curious to me. They didn't have a first round pick. The players that they took, uh, I really like them on a as far as like a. Uh, futures project type level but i don't like any of them to help them this year except for maybe the running back out of maryland he may come in and um and give them a change of pace type back um other than that it's a bunch of players that i think are a year or two away from actually contributing so this is going to be about what they can do this year and we'll just see how that goes yeah i like this team too uh like i said they had a 30th ranked offense last year behind mr hodges and uh they still won eight games because they had the fifth best defense because their defense is fucking nasty. And like you said, the roster on that side is fucking loaded. Uh, headed by your boy TJ Watt, uh, who's been nothing short of fantastic ever since he stepped foot in the fucking league. It's easy to me to see with the Hall of Fame quarterback coming back, again, assuming help, like you said. Why Vegas moved them up um, even over the 8-8 eight and eight, and even over what they had them set at last year. So, yeah, I like this team trending up for sure. All right, let us re- let's recap the AFC North. Longhorn, what you got? All right, I got Baltimore winning this division, going 13-3. and three. Um, I have Pittsburgh coming in second at 10-6. and six. I have Klee, year of the Klee, going 9-7. and seven. And then I, of course, have Cincinnati bringing up the rear, going 3-13. and 13. And that is my other best bet. Um I believe I've got it at under six. I think you can still get it at under five and a half. Either way, you are golding. That is how I have this division wrapped up. Yeah, we're pretty much in line right here. I've got Baltimore winning the division uh, at 12 and four, so slightly over. If you look at back in 2017, again, this speaks of what a great organization they are. Their over-under was nine. They pushed. In 18, it was eight and a half. They went over. Last year, it was eight and a half. They went over again. The big jump from 8.5 to 11.5. I think the market's right, but I think they still slightly go over it. I could see 11-5. and five. They might slightly miss it. It's not one I would bet, but I do think they win this division. I have Pittsburgh coming in second place. I also have them at 12-4, and four, maybe 11-5. and five. Lose on tiebreakers, something like that. Uh, they were only upgraded a half a game from last year. I don't think that's enough. If you look back at Pittsburgh um, from 2017... Sorry, as I scroll down here. 2017, they were 10.5. They went over that. The next year, they were 10.5. They went under that. Vegas downgraded them again in 18, 9, and went under that. So you've got a two-year trend line. Vegas moving them down a game and a half and going under both of them. And then all of a sudden, they uptick it back half a game. That should tell you the market is correcting. Vegas is expecting them to be on the come. I expect the same thing. I love the over in Pittsburgh. Your Cleveland Browns, I actually have them at 8-8. Eight and eight. So, Cleveland, 2017, their over-under was 4.5, and, and they managed to go under that, which, god damn, is that a feat. 
The next year, their over-under was five. They went over that. Then the whole goddamn world went crazy because Baker had four decent games against four shitty teams. And their over-under last year, Longhorn, was nine. Nine. They went way under that. And then this year, it's at eight and a half. So even, even with them severely underperforming, adding all those players you talked about, getting that better, Vegas still downgrades them a half a game. I think they still slightly go into that. Eight and eight in third place. And then bringing up the rear, and this is my best bet also of the podcast, and it's nice. Cincy. I got them at 4-12. and 12. There's just too much optimism for a rookie. It's the same thing you saw uh, with Kyler last year, and Kyler was as advertised. I mean, he was the rookie of the year. He played very, very well for a rookie, and he still pushed because to beat the total on such a bad team, which Kyler Murray joined a very bad team, and obviously Joe Burrow is joining a terrible team. It's too fucking hard, man. It's too fucking hard. Like, only Andrew Luck has done that. And he ain't Andrew Luck. And neither is Kyler Murray and neither is Baker Mayfield. Neither is any of these guys that came out. They're not Andrew Luck. So, looking back on the trend line, Cincinnati 2017, 8.5 went under. The next year, 18 went five, it was 5.5. They went over that. So, under, over. Last year, big time, or... Not that, but some optimism. They bucked them up to six games. They went under that. This year, they only downgraded them half a game. And then again, that's too much optimism. It's too much of the public fodder of Joe Burrow coming in. No fucking chance they win six games uh, with this team. So, yeah, best bet since he under. Yep. Like it. And that, boys and girls, was the AFC and NFC North. Longhorn. Why don't you tell them about that fabulous website one more time? All right, you glory hole seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the sports patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. Hit us up on any of our social medias, and don't forget to subscribe to both our YouTube channels, the Football Glory Hole and the Degenerate with RJ Choppy. Now, of course, when the season starts, we will have additional free picks on our website, the Saturday morning quick hits with free picks, the Degenerate Show on the fan, and on top of all the gold we spit out on this podcast, my God, stop doing sports all wrong and sign up for our premium picks at our website so we may become partners for life and both see this as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on! God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take a step, baby!